0: And welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life that you are meant to live. And of course, as you know, this was going to be the year for me to do my six month tour across Canada, speaking to many people with regards to avoiding the land or the possibilities of living in the land of regret. That each day is important to live as fully as we can, that putting things off till later really is not a wise choice, as many may not get later. And those of us who do may find ourselves in a situation where we're not as healthy, we're not as financially secure, and maybe those things we put off really can't materialize now because we've left it too late. So my message really has been about living fully every day doing what you can. It may not be everything. It may not be the same for each and every one of us. I think it's really important that we understand to focus on being physically fit or as doing as much as we can in that regard. Some of us can be more active than others. We enjoy different activities as well. Some of us may want to get out there and run a marathon. That certainly isn't my thing, although I do have friends that do. But also with regards to staying as active as you can while you can and also staying mentally sound reading, uh, enjoying maybe some word challenges, doing some jigsaw puzzles, whatever that is for you. But it's important that each and every day that we take advantage of what it is that we can do. Now, many years ago, at least in the early years of my um, becoming a young adult, we heard the expression about heading out to find myself. I don't know if that term is used so much anymore. I haven't heard it for a long time, but then I'm not in a situation where I'm dealing with young people who might say that. Are there still people who are heading out to find themselves? Miriam Webster's dictionary says that it means to learn about what one truly values and what one wants out of life. Well, I think I already know what I value and I have a pretty good sense of what I want out of life but I remember when I was much younger that that might not have been the case. So why am I talking about that now? Primarily because this trip that I'm on isn't about going out and finding myself. It's not meant to be a discovery of what I value because I I know exactly what I value. And as I said, I pretty well know what I want out of life. However, it doesn't mean that I haven't learned anything about myself. There were some things that I was a little apprehensive about, as I'm sure a lot of you would be. I'm 70 years old. I'm a widow. I'm female. I am doing something I've never done before, heading out by myself. Oh, sure. I'm not going across Canada now. Not this year. I am planning to do it next year. So perhaps this will be my practice run, as definitely, as I said, I'm learning things. And learning things about myself, not just about Betty, not just about what's needed for, you know, coping every day, living fully every day, making sure that I have what I need to, you know, take care of my needs. What, you know, the basics, as we know them to be sleep, food, um, process of elimination, all those sort of things that I won't get into here because that's not my purpose today. But in terms of discovering things about myself, I think if I was honest, the one thing that I had spoken the most about was that uh, I always have been afraid of the dark. And this I thought might be a bit of a hurdle for me. However, not planning on heading out into the woods at night. I wasn't camping out in strange areas. I pretty well m- had my situation for my overnight parking set up before it got dark. And once the darkness settled in for the evening, for the night, I was already settled into my accommodations, into Betty. I had my things all set up. It was just a matter of, you know, when bedtime came to be able to, you know, change things over from my sofa where I could sit and work and read and do whatever to a bed where I would sleep the night away. Most comfortably, I might add, um, my son who had done the, the uh, build for me was quite concerned that I would be uncomfortable that what I had asked him to do for me would not allow me to sleep well. Well, I have to tell you, I, I sleep very well. And people on my community group, on my my Facebook, Don't Die Before You're Dead group, have, have asked me, you know, like, how did I sleep at places like the truck stops or like the routes along the 401 And I have to say to them, I sleep pretty well. So not only am I a good sleeper, but I was very comfortable. My bed, when it's in full size and made out, it is not quite the size of a a twin. It's not quite as wide, but it's very comfortable. And it's not as long, but then I'm not that tall. So I don't need to have all that length. It suits me just fine. So... Ac- accommodating or adjusting to the idea of being out there alone and it was nighttime really hasn't been an issue, except for one night. I have never been really a fan of thunderstorms. In fact, my good friend Judy would uh, be the first to tell you that I'm a bit of a coward. We had gone away for a weekend, the two of us, and left her husband to look after our seven children when they were quite young. God bless Mark for doing that. But Judy and I had decided to go shopping stateside, and we took off in the car, fully intending to get into a campsite and sleep in the car. That part kind of was funny. It, it we ended up in a real major storm. In fact, the hydro was out when we got there. They couldn't even register us. So I had a an Acadian hatchback. And it was something that we could fold the seats down and, and make up a comfortable bed for Judy and I. And of course she's lying on her back staring out the back window, oohing and awing and ah, this is exciting. And I'm lying on my stomach with my head down not liking the light show or the sounds one little bit. So why do I tell you that? Because all these these years later, I haven't changed a whole lot in that regard. So one night as I'm out and about in my Ontario tour in southwestern Ontario, and I'm getting ready for bed for the night, it's about 1030 at night. And my phone makes that... Uh, it's like the amber alert sound. It's the warning signal. You you probably all know what that is. And of course, my initial thought is, I'm not going to know much about a missing child at this point where I am. Chances of my being involved in that would be slim and none. But I did need to pick up the phone and, and see what the message was. Well, It was raining really, really hard. But the last thing I expected to see was a tornado warning. That was what the alert was. And it said, keep an eye out for a tornado in your area and head for cover. So I'm ready for bed in the back of Betty, my decided parking spot. And where am I going to go? In fact, and I was actually texting my son and he said, are you going to drive somewhere? And it's kind of like, well, there's no point driving anywhere because I could drive into it. I peeked out, couldn't see anything. Torrential rains. So what did I learn about myself? I recognized that as a woman of faith, sometimes you really need to know that you are and to act upon it so knowing that it I knew that I was in good hands that I was well cared for and I also knew a number of good good friends who were praying for me and thinking that gave me a tremendous amount of peace and I was able to settle my spirit calm down finish getting ready for bed and I crawled into bed and went to sleep the rain abated and if you have if you've gone camping or if you've gone boating or you've gone somewhere where you can hear the sounds of the rain and that can be a sound you really like and because joe and i did a lot of sailing and because we slept in our boat a lot came to we came to appreciate that sound and know that it's uh, it's very soothing at times. So going from being really apprehensive and uptight to being able to calm down about that really was something I felt good about. Did I expect to run into that kind of a challenge? Absolutely not. Bad weather? Yes. However, one of the things I did amuse myself with thinking about was knowing I had parked on a flat area, a level area, that I wasn't in a gully, that I wasn't uh, in uh, in a valley or a downhill from you know other places, that the land around me was pretty even and I wasn't going to wake up with uh, Betty sitting up to her hubcaps or beyond in water. It was... It was an exciting experience. I won't. I won't kid you there. I won't tell you otherwise. It did give my heart quite a, a race for a time. But one thing I know for sure is that I live to tell about it, which is really exciting. So my fear of the dark, my fear of um, being in strange places, or the thunderstorms and everything else, um, has really challenged me to think outside of myself and to realize that it's really not that big a deal. Another thing that I found kind of interesting is because I have based my whole don't die before You're dead presentation on no regrets, I really had to hold myself accountable to that. When I was close to uh, Point Pelee National Park, it was uh, threatening rain. In fact, it's, we've had a tremendous amount of rain, and I think there's still more coming. It's probably the rainiest July ever. However, I, I thought, you know, I'm so close. I'm so close. And I would say to somebody, don't miss it. If this is something you think you might regret, then you have to do it. So I did. I drove and drove and got down to the Point Pelee National Park and the rain abated it was a beautiful day actually it was quite hot and the drive into the park was really something incredible it was very much a part of my remembrances of camping days when i was a camp counselor and we walked through the wooded areas in the parks the drive through was really incredible and i got to a parking area. I really didn't know what to expect to find. I did find reading signs as I was going. There was this side and there was this side and there was that side. And I didn't really have much of an idea of what I was looking for. But I finally pulled off into this one place, this parking area, and found out it was the Marsh Boardwalk. It was quite an expansive boardwalk, much bigger than I had anticipated, but the marsh was also pretty large. I had been looking at it on my left as I was driving and was quite surprised there was that much there. Um, I didn't realize that that was part of that shoreline, if you will. I parked my car and I walked over to where actually there was a bit of a tower there. And I decided I was going to climb the tower and have a look, see at just how expansive this boardwalk was. And to my surprise, it was quite a bit. So when I came back down, there was a a couple there, a a senior couple that were just coming through the the end, the exit of that uh, boardwalk. So I asked them how long it took them to do that. And they figured it would took them about a half an hour. So I thought, okay, I will definitely Do that, it would be a good outing for me. And I need to go back to my vehicle and get some sunscreen. And I took a video as I was getting ready to head out. This was not something that would be my normal comfort zone. Oh, if Joe had been with me, I'd grab his hand and away we'd go, and I'd know that if anything happened, he'd save me. But to be there by myself, actually, there were other people around. It wasn't totally by myself. But to walk out there knowing that this was boards on all this really ugly, murky marsh water and the thought of falling in. Now, one of the fears that I still have and I can't imagine um, really getting over it, it's it's pretty deep seated is is I'm afraid of snakes. And I looked at that, and I'd seen some signs about, you know, snakes and and whatnot, and I know that there are water snakes, and I don't know where they live, and I don't, you know, just the thought of anything touching me. When I was a camp counselor many, many years ago, swimming in uh, rivers, I found it very difficult. If something touched my leg, I would just about freak out, came close to, you know, just churning myself and walking on water to get out of there because it freaked me out. So that was in my mind. And, you know, for some of you, you might laugh and think that's really crazy. And I, I, you know, I kind of agree with you. I think it is kind of irrational and crazy, but I'm being totally honest with you. So I took this video and I posted it on my uh, community group that, you know, here I go. This wasn't my comfort zone. I'm not real comfortable, but I just knew that I needed to experience that. If I am going to tell people, as I do, to get out there and to live and to experience things and do things, I can't not do that. So as I'm standing there getting ready to go, I'm thinking, I can't not do this. I had been up in the tower and there were signs there that said it's nesting season and the birds will be swooping around you. And that was fine. I, I read that and I took notes. So I'm walking along and I saw a swan with some some, I don't know, babies, I don't know what they call them, chicks or whatever. And I took a picture and that was that was kind of neat. And I kept walking along. And as I'm going along in this one stretch, there's a couple walking in front of me, and this bird came out of nowhere and kind of almost dive-bombed them. And I thought, whoa, that was really something. And so again, I thought of this, this sign that we saw and I went, okay, I guess there's babies close by or a nesting area. Then it was my turn to walk close by that area. Now, I had a baseball cap on and my sunglasses on, and I had my eyes up front. And all I wanted to do was just assure this bird that I had no intentions of being a pain to them or causing them any harm. So I'm just focused on walking straight ahead. And all i heard was this bird squawking right in my ear i don't know how close it came cuz i never saw it but it was loud and i've never heard that kind of a sound before and the poor thing you know it's it's really sad because it, it you know it must have been really frightened to to come out and make that kind of a sound anyway i just kept on walking had a wonderful conversation with a lady who had an incredible, incredible telescopic camera and we had a little chat about the differences between the professional look looking cameras or the all the you know features and the typical phone camera and we had a nice little chat and I just kept on going but it was so it was great that I did that and I felt you know I felt pretty proud of myself I mean it wasn't a big deal to a lot of people but I thought hey way to go Mary and just became my own my own cheerleader for a minute there and then I went and walked down to the um, to the tip. That was a long walk, got lots of exercise, almost not going to do it. I saw a sign to the tip, two and a half kilometers. And I went, oh, I'm not doing that. And then I watched this more senior man head off down to the tip. And I thought, well, you know, I'm going to, if I go away now, will I regret this? And the answer was yes. So that's what I did. So I've learned that... If I'm going to get out there and do this and I want to experience these things, then I need to face up to some of it's cowardly. I'll admit that. And some of it is, you know, out of my comfort zone. And some of it is just, oh, should I? And I have been so pleased with what I've been able to do. I would highly recommend Um Setting something like this for yourself, not everybody's going to jump in the car and make it into a camper and away they go. Although I do have one friend who has converted her car into um, a a camper so that she can go camping this summer with family. And I I, I applaud her. That's awesome. Not everybody's going to do that. Like I said at the beginning, we all are doing different things and we all will face different discomforts, if you will. But I am so pleased I've done this. And I've been gone for four weeks. I've been home this week. I had some family things. I went camping with one of my boys and my granddaughter. And of course, my son's wife, who I I love. And I have one of my grandson's birthdays next weekend. And I'll be home for a party. And uh, so there's things going on. And I'll be doing some day trips over the next week in in a bit. And then I will head out to the eastern part of Ontario. And I will then eventually zigzag up the province. And my intent is to go all the way to Kenora Lake of the Woods. But that's what I've discovered so far. Am I finding myself? No, but I am finding out things about myself. I find that when it's really, really hot, there's not a lot I can do. I can't climb into Betty and work on my computer and do any writing or anything. And trying to find a great place to sit and write has been difficult. Not a lot of shade, but I've been looking. There are a couple of times I've actually been able to pull out my chair and, and find some place to work. Also, on the really rainy days, I treated myself. I love to read mystery books. And I've actually read two because I've been putting them off, having to do other things. And I decided that, why not? I've worked for it. I've earned that. I'm just going to sit here and enjoy listening to the rain and read. So I've read these mystery books and thoroughly enjoyed them. I am looking forward to continuing my journey. I'm looking forward to learning more about Ontario, learning more about myself, and just discovering what it means to live fully, to not have any regrets. If I get it all done this summer, all about uh, all of Ontario, that's great. I discovered that my initial plan was to be going and speaking in various parts of the provinces and the territories, and I. Imagine that most of my day would be driving a fair distance between these locations, these speaking engagements. At this point, I don't have that. So there is a lot of time on my own. There is a lot of time where I really have nothing to do. And it's a matter of becoming creative and deciding what is it that's going to be important enough or exciting enough. And of course, I'm taking pictures and sending them. And I want my community to be engaged with me to find that this is exciting, that this is a good thing to be doing. But I've noticed that people that walk now, I've done an awful lot of walking lately, and I'm really happy about that. Got a great tan and I can prove it. Look up my Instagram page. Um, I've enjoyed the walking. It's really good for me. But I've noticed that people either are walking with friends or they have a dog. And if it's a couple, they tend to have two dogs, one for each of them. And I get to be a little jealous. And sometimes I like say, you know, can I borrow your dog for a while just so I have company to go for a walk? I can't get a dog for obvious reasons. I mean, Betty becomes exceedingly hot. That would not be a good thing to have uh, an animal along the ride uh, for the ride with me, nor to, if I am out doing something to um, just camp. just it's not right to leave an animal in, uh, in the car. So it's not a doable thing but I have noticed that and I have been become a people watcher and it's kind of exciting. And I've been able to have some conversations with some people, masks and all and two, you know, two meters, six feet apart. And it's been amazing. I've met two incredible women that I think the world of and uh, have been very supportive of me. And I thank them very much. I, um, I thank um, Marge. She was uh, looking after part of the, the, I'm not sure of her title, and I'll botch this for sure. Um, she's part of the federal jurisdiction of the uh, Blue Water Bridge area in Sarnia. And Marge, uh, it was so great to meet you. And then I met Clarice, no, nope, Charisse, I'm sorry, Charisse, who was a, a great Source of information at the provincial net at Point Pelee National Park. And I so enjoyed meeting her. And uh, I hope um, that she is doing well as she was heading off on a bit of a mini vacation. And Marge is going to be doing a bike ride going north. So we had lots to talk about. And I've got lots to talk about. I always do. And this is getting on. But I just wanted to share with you that it's not going out and finding myself. It's living fully. It's experiencing life as it was meant to be experienced. Not waiting. I've waited. I'm getting older. Don't you wait. I mean, I'm very fortunate that uh, I got to do a lot of things with Joe before he passed. And now I get to do a lot of things on my own for now with friends as well as I meet them along the way. And I intend to share with you the importance of enjoying the time now. One can't plan the future. This is my 70th year. This was my year to do the Cross Canada. COVID is tough. We are in a situation where Ontario is starting to open up and people might say to me, well, why aren't you traveling out to the different provinces? Well, everybody's in a different state of of being and, and dealing with COVID. And I don't have the resources to just go and travel all over for six months. I was looking for the book signing of my new book and also the the speaking engagements. And I will just reschedule for next year. God willing, me able, I will do that. One doesn't know from one day to the next. It is possible that I won't be able to finish Ontario. But I'll tell you this. I won't regret that I didn't get out and do something this summer because I couldn't do the initial plan. Something is better than nothing. The memories I make today and the stories I share mean a lot to myself, to my kids, and I hope I'm inspiring others that, yes, they too want to get out. I wanna go rent a kayak and I found a place. Within the next couple of weeks, I hope to do that. There are things that I'd like to do because I've got to do them now or maybe I won't be physically able to later. So I am going to close on a notion now that you know that I believe life is a gift to be unwrapped every single day I'm fortunate I don't have a full-time job. But for those of you who do, surely to goodness, there are times that you have, what are you using them for? What are the times when you're not working? Your time's off. Are you waiting to do something later? Later might not come, so do it now. I'm Mary McCartney, and I dare you, go out and live the life that you are meant to live. Till next time.